0: Brandon Ingram has been injured since November 25th and has missed 25 straight games with a toe contusion. Is this as simple as he isn't 100% or does he not want to play? The answer is complicated and I'll give you my take in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans taking on the Miami Heat at home, but they're not going to have Brandon Ingram. Who's missed now? It'll be 26 straight games when you count this one tonight. People are wondering is he healthy? When will he be healthy? When will he play again? Why isn't he playing now? This seems like it's lingered a little bit. We're going to look at the whole situation in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all. Got you covered with everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. We've been looking at a lot of trade targets recently. We're going to be looking at more and I'm going to have a show on that later in the week as well. But why the Pelicans shouldn't Make a trade. And then we'll, of course, have more trade targets the week after that. Today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, as you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So let's get into the Brandon Ingram talk. You know, he's out with a toe contusion. It's more than just a simple bruise, mind you. This is not just like discoloring of the skin or something like that. You poke it and it hurts. This is more akin to turf toe. And when you're an NBA player needing to run and jump off of that foot, that big toe, which is what it is, that's a problem. It isn't easy and there can be a lot of pain there and it makes you just not be your best. That said, this does feel like an extended absence at now 26 games and counting. You had... Desmond Bain for the Memphis Grizzlies earlier in the season suffer a grade two contusion, which is a higher grade than what the Pelicans have said B.I. has. And he missed 17 games. He was out of action for about five weeks. We're pushing closer to seven weeks right now with Brandon Ingram and up to 26 missed games for a what seems like lesser injury. And I understand why that creates a lot of frustration for the fan base. You know, it's clearly lingering in this Injury puts the Pelicans in a weird spot. You're trying to balance both the short term and the long term. Zion's out. You want to win some games right now through a real tough stretch of schedule. We've seen them be competitive in losses to the Cleveland Cavaliers just the other day and the Boston Celtics. It feels like a guy, and even the Brooklyn Nets, and it feels like if they had Brandon Ingram in those games, well, maybe the fourth quarters are a little bit better. Maybe they win three of those, one of those, two of those, and that's helpful. Because while you don't win a championship in January, your seeding can be affected. And I promise you, the Pelicans would like home court advantage in the first round. They want to make their path to win postseason games as easy as possible. So, this team, if they care about seeding, needs these guys back. Zion to a lesser extent right now, too, because his injury is more recent and he'll be evaluated and less reevaluated early next week, likely on Monday or Tuesday. But you also need to balance, the, balance out the long term as well. If you rush B.I. back from an injury and he reaggravates it and there's already been one setback to this B.I. injury toe saga so far and you don't get him for the postseason, what good does that do you? Then, even if you have a higher seed and he's not playing, are you going to win in the postseason? He was excellent against the Phoenix Suns. Played through injury against the Phoenix Suns. You need a guy like him in the postseason, in the playoffs, especially if you want to make a deep run and go multiple rounds to the conference finals, let's say. So you're trying to balance both the short-term and the long-term, and it's not always easy to do. And when you have games that it looked like the Pelicans could win if they just closed out, right? Well, if you get them back out there on the court. But it's not as easy as that. And before we go any further... I do want to caution that not all injuries and players are the same. So even though Desmond Bain had that grade two and came back quicker than Brandon Ingram did, maybe Ingram doesn't heal as quickly as him. Maybe there's more to it, or they haven't given us the full story on it. That's something the Pelicans do. We'll get into that in the next segment a little bit more. You know, Brandon Ingram ultimately knows his body better than we all know it. And while we might think he's being soft, I don't think that, but I've seen that a lot. While people might think that, it doesn't mean that he is. And I do think he learned something about himself last year when he tried to play through the hip injury that he suffered. He missed like eight games or something like that, came back and then played terribly. And clearly wasn't himself when he was out there on the court and just didn't influence the game like he normally would and almost was a detriment to the team. I think he learned from that and very clearly wants to be 100% healthy and feel exactly 100% healthy before he gets back out there on the court. And Christian Clark of NOLA.com wrote a very good article about all of this. <coughs> and so I'm still coughing, getting over being sick. You've seen that Brandon Ingram in certain interviews has said, you know, there's days when it's good and he can go through shootarounds, and there's days when it isn't. So, Even if the Pelicans were to say he's medically cleared, and I don't think that's been announced either way, even if they thought that, if he doesn't feel right, I don't know if you can put him back out there on the court or demand that he goes back out there on the court. And that gets into a messy situation between kind of him and the team conflicting a little bit. And I want to get into that in the next segment, which we'll we'll jump into here in a moment, This reminds you a little bit of the Derrick Rose situation from, oh, it feels like a decade ago. Is that actually right? With the Chicago Bulls, where he was coming off of those knee surgeries, those injuries, or the ACLs, whatever they were, and he was medically cleared to play by the team, but he wouldn't play because he didn't feel right jumping. Something felt off, whether it was pushing off or landing, and he felt like something might go wrong. I don't know how you can say, if a guy's feeling like that, that he needs to just deal with it or get out there on the court. He might be taking a more long-term approach, which is probably what Brandon Ingram is doing, versus a short-term approach. And given that New Orleans is doing okay right now, who's to say that that's necessarily wrong? But if this is him not wanting to be out there on the court because he doesn't feel right, or maybe there's more to it—we'll get into that next— Well, let's just take a look at that whole situation and kind of what that means for both Brandon Ingram and the team going forward. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Rocket Money. If your New Year's goals are to manage your budget better and save money, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that lets you find and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to just watch one show on, or that free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. I always hate when I forget to cancel something and it's like $9.99 coming out of my bank account. You just feel like you've been used, right? Taken advantage of. You feel kind of stupid. Don't do that. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA, rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team We'll get into more trade targets next week. We'll talk about the this game tomorrow and recap what we learned from that. And then, of course, we're going to have, it probably is on Friday, a show on why the Pelicans shouldn't make a trade. Why they shouldn't use all the picks and things they have and cash it in for a big-name player. But today, we're talking about the Brandon Ingram injury. Why hasn't he played yet? It's been 25, 26 games now with a toe injury, right? This is lingering. This is very clearly lingering. Is the question he just doesn't want to play? Is the question he doesn't feel right? Or is there something else to it? Honestly, normally, this probably wouldn't be this big of a deal to the fan base, but with Zion out, it just adds extra pressure to this situation. And with what everyone went through last year with Zion too, and look, there was definitely some friction between him and the team, and maybe not trusting the team when it comes to some of the medical injury stuff. All of that's been well reported. It all ended well, and that's the important thing to really keep in mind. But there's probably some PTSD from that. I certainly see shades of that here too. That ended up at the end being all okay and water under the bridge, and maybe that's how this situation will end up too. And with the team never really being totally transparent about injuries or giving updates or missing the timeline on updates, it can feel like it's time to panic a little bit when it comes to this Brandon Ingram injury. I can tell you right now, we're not panicking. You shouldn't be panicking. There is some weirdness to all of this. There is definitely some weirdness and stuff going on behind the scenes. To what extent, I'm not entirely sure. And it might simply be B.I. just doesn't feel right, so he's not going to play. But it seems like he could probably play. We've seen him warming up, going through shoot-arounds. He has not fully practiced yet. It feels like this is lingering for whatever reason. And we don't have a clear answer on that, so people infer, people panic. That's what this does. And look, the team doesn't owe you, me, anyone transparency when it comes to player injuries. You know, this is billion-dollar industry where sometimes secrecy is really important. But it can burn fans a little bit. It can send fans into a tailspin. And I feel like that's what's happening a little bit right now. And then you have Christian Clark's article from Monday over at nola.com. And I trust Christian's reporting always. And from talking to people around the team, I get a lot of the same things that he hears too. You know, his article states that the team is a little bit frustrated Or there's people with the team, I should say, frustrated that he's not playing, that they feel he probably could go and they'd like to see him out there on the court to try and win some more games right now. None of this is great, right? You know, this is a standard tactic. Put some media pressure on the player to try and get him to kind of speed things up and get back out on the court. I have no doubt that the team would probably never want Brandon Ingram to miss any game with any injury right? So to say they want him back and that they're like, why is this taking so long? Isn't, you know, a a thing that is like, whoa, what? None of this should shock anybody here, right? The team did a lot of this with Zion too. Where do you think I got some of that stuff? But it's also not a great look. And this is a situation that can add extra pressure onto this. I don't know if it's that the front office has this full on unified front, but I can tell you people would like to see him out there and are like, why is he not going? That's where some of the weirdness kind of comes into play. You know, it, it then makes the question get raised. And there's nothing to back this up right now. I want to be very clear on that. There's nothing to, that's been reported that's been out there to fully back this up that, is he unhappy? Does he want to trade? Is that why he's not playing? I think that's jumping to a conclusion that is way too far away. But given how this whole situation has been handled, these things come up. And we went through this last year with Zion Williamson, where it's been reported that people within the team thought he had played his last game for the franchise and was going to request a trade. It all ended up okay because they won a lot of games and Willie Green came in and kind of set the right culture, the right atmosphere. But it does feel like there's some weirdness to this. Again, that weirdness might just be from the void of information we've had. You know, Brandon Ingram has kind of said all of the right things. There's days when it's good. There's days when it's not. He's not fully confident in that toe just yet. And if that's the case, this is just a guy's got to feel right before he goes out in place. It's just as simple as that, right? Is he going to go dunk a basketball like he needs to dunk if he doesn't feel confident in pushing off of his foot and his toe? You know, is he going to try and overcompensate when he comes down and lands if he doesn't feel comfortable landing on that foot or toe? And could that lead to another injury? Is he going to get the same kind of elevation on his jump shot to make, you know, one of his patented mid-range jumpers if he doesn't feel uh, confident jumping off as much as he could? Or is that ball going to be flat and he's going to miss? And when we saw him play last year through that injury, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. So maybe if we want to kind of look at this in a glass half full positive way, this is just simply a guy who realizes he needs to be 100% for him to be... The effective, efficient, proper version of himself. There's nothing wrong with that. And he just doesn't feel he's there right now. <laughs> that is an okay thing to do. That's an okay situation to be in, I think. And when you see that the team is still third in the West, they've been winning games without and kind of taking care of business against the teams that they should. Two and three on that road trip is a great situation for New Orleans. They won the two games they needed to win. They beat Houston before that, which almost felt like a must-win for him, too. You know, he sees that and goes, they don't need me just yet. Maybe the team feels a little bit differently. But that's where you kind of hit the impasse, and there's no real right or wrong answer to this. You know, I think trusting the player and how they feel is an important thing, even if you really want him to kind of grit it out and do it. If this were the postseason, would he be playing? That's the bigger question to ask. If the answer is no— Then I think it's safe to say like, wait, what's going on with him here? But we're also not in that position just yet and hopefully won't have to be. So coming up next, let's look at this. Is this the right kind of approach? How do you balance the now versus the later, the short term and the long term? It's not easy. Let's look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. So get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, whether you want the NFL playoffs or the basketball regular season. They've got it all over at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those over at BetOnline as well. So it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action happening in right now over at betonline.net BetOnline where the game starts and thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen today and every day we're here monday through friday completely free no one else coming to you like this breaking down everything you want to know about this pelicans team giving you the insight you don't get anywhere else and it's short you can listen in one go that's an important thing i think when i do the show i always try and keep it short for your morning commute or where you could just like sit down listen and you're good And now for your next listen, we got a Saints show too, Locked on Saints. What's going to happen with Sean Payton? What's going to be the compensation if he goes and coaches elsewhere? Give me all the first round picks. Host Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold over at the Locked on Saints podcast. Make it your second listen. All right, we're still talking about the Brandon Ingram injury. I think the panic is a little bit overdone. I don't think we need to have people turning on BI just yet. But yes, there is frustration with him. And that frustration is natural. That frustration is also okay. No one is completely, whether they're with the team or fans, I think completely throwing him under the bus just yet. If a guy doesn't feel right, it makes me uncomfortable to say they should be playing or not. If it were the postseason, I will say this. I hope he would be playing. If he wasn't, if he wouldn't, I think that's a slightly different discussion, slightly just because the stakes matter more than a game in January, but the games also matter now. That's why it's the regular season. It matters for the standings. You lose now and you're one game shy of the fourth seed, let's say, and you're the five or the six or whatever, or the play in tournament that matters now too, just as it does at the end of the season. So it's not easy to try and do this. You know, I do think New Orleans values home court. I think they would like to finish third, fourth, second, first. All of those would be a really good option for the Pelicans. You know, getting two wins right off the bat in a series sets you up for big-time success. And as you look at this season, home court advantage, I think, in the postseason is going to matter more than ever before. There's very few teams that are good on the road this year. Everyone's kind of really good at home, and everyone's not great on the road. Warriors are the most extreme example of it. But the Pelicans not as extreme at that, very clearly better at home than on the road. When you have a team filled with a lot of role players that you're asking to kind of punch above their weight, and they are, having the home games and home court advantage, not just for a game seven, but to get those first two games and get off to a 2-0 series lead, I do think is a really important thing. So I do think these games matter too. So it's really tough to kind of find the right balance. Short term, win games right now. But if there's a reoccurrence of an injury or something like that, and he's not ready to go fully in the postseason, what good did those wins do for you right now? Though I think this team also has proven they might be able to win without him as long as they have both of CJ and Zion. They did very well without him this season. But you need him in the fourth quarter, particularly in the postseason, where BI's mid-range game, the shot that teams give you is key, right? If you can hit from there and take what the defense is giving you and start burning them and burning them, burning them from mid-range, which B.I. can do, you're going to open things up at the rim and from three too. So I don't have an answer for you on is this the right approach or not? Is this the right thing for B.I. to do or should he kind of gut it out? I think there's arguments both for and against it. And I'm curious what you think. Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. Are you valuing these wins right now? Or do you want to say, okay, we're looking for them to make a deep run into the postseason? And that's ultimately what matters. The season, while not young and over halfway done, you know, is still there's still time to really kind of get it together. They have a number of games 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 games till the All Star break. I might be off on a game or two there. And then after that, You have about the same many, maybe closer to 20 games or so at that point. 20 games fully healthy is enough to put it all together, start to hit your stride, and go into the postseason playing the best version of basketball that you can. And until we start to get some more reporting that B.I. is unhappy, maybe he doesn't love, you know, that Zion is getting all this attention and love and, you know, all star talk, MVP talk. Best player on the team talk when that's kind of been B.I.'s team since he's been here in New Orleans. He's an all-star too, don't forget. One most improved player of the year. You know, until we hear all of that, and maybe some of that's going on, we'll see. I'm not ready to say that just yet, but it does feel like there's a little bit of weirdness here. For the second B.I. steps out there on the court, all that weirdness kind of goes away. And I've seen people ask him, will he resign? Will he do all that? We're so far away from needing to stress about any of that. I think right now we can take this at face value. And that's, he doesn't feel right yet. He wants to feel right, correct, however you want to kind of quantify it, before he goes out and plays even more. And he is under contract for two more years after this one. I don't think anyone needs to panic about this. The team and himself, you know, for the most part are prioritizing the long term of the season rather than the short term. And maybe that does mean New Orleans is cool if they don't end up as a top four seed, but they certainly would like that. But I do think if you can get healthy by the All-Star break right after the All-Star break, start to play real good basketball over the final 20, 15 games of the regular season, you'll be in a good position probably no matter where you are, I think, in the standings. So that's what I think's going on here. Of course, there's frustration with the team that one of their star players isn't playing when maybe he could go. But at the same point, it's probably not that big of a deal yet. We'll see. Maybe it changes. But with the Zion situation, everything ended up okay too. And trust me, there was a lot of friction there. So there's no reason to panic just yet. Let's just hope they get Brandon Ingram back sooner rather than later. But I'm curious your opinion. Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. That's the number one thing you can do to support the show. So enjoy the game tonight. I'm looking forward to being back in the Smoothie King Center after a long road trip and before the team goes on a road trip yet again. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.